0: Welcome to the Author Show, where we feature new authors and books from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host Don McCauley Today we're welcoming to program author Karen Hamilton Vile, and she is the author of The Curious Life of Ada Baker. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available at our website, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Karen, how are you?
1: I'm very good, thank you, how are you?
0: Good, well tell us a little bit about yourself, please.
1: My name's Karen, I live in North Essex. It's a very pretty part of England, full of thatched cottages, and I live with my husband in the countryside. I run history workshops at schools and castles and other historic sites uh, teaching people about the past.
0: So tell us about your book.
1: My novel, The Curious Life of Ada Baker, is my debut novel, but Ada Baker is a psychic medium who's drawn into solving a murder by the ghost she lives with. When we first meet Ada, she's living a comfortable but lonely existence, sharing her home with three ghosts. Dennis, a poltergeist who was a financial advisor in the city, who died of a heart attack during the Black Monday stock market crash of 1987, Rose, a former cleaning woman who died after she slipped on a bar of soap, hit her head and ended up drowning in a block toilet bowl, and Mrs Entwistle, an Edwardian cook who worked at a large house called Frogmore Manor in Yorkshire. The ghosts want Ada to investigate the unsolved murder of local beauty Mary Watts by using her psychic abilities. Ada thinks it will be a simple matter of chatting to Mary and asking her who killed her. But of course, it's not that easy. Along the way, she has to convince a skeptical detective of her abilities, avoid the unwanted attentions of a sinister stalker, gain the help of a squadron of ghostly spitfire pilots, and try not to get murdered herself.
0: Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here?
1: When I wrote it, I didn't have a particular age of sex in mind. But I believe its greatest appeal will be for 16 to 30-year-olds. I've had readers of all ages from early 20s to 80s tell me that they enjoyed it. I also write for my own amusement. I find writing a very cathartic process. It's a brilliant form of escapism. And as soon as I had the idea for Ada, I realised that this could be my first commercial novel. A lot of my other stories have been much wordier, but I think this one has a great appeal. I think it will appeal to readers who are searching for traditional murder mysteries with a new twist. I'm inspired by a variety of writers, Agatha Christie, Christopher Fowler, Terry Pratchett, and Neil Gaiman, and I think that shows in my writing. It's a perfect combination of my love for crime and fantasy novels.
0: So, could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book?
1: Well, I intended the book to be a light-hearted, entertaining read, There's no deep and meaningful underlying message. I did, however, want to bring a little magic into people's existence and a feeling that the fantastical world of ghosts and psychics is woven into the fabric of their own lives. There could be a ghost living in the house next door, but because it's invisible, they'd never know. Perhaps that unshakable, spine-tingling moment when you feel you're not alone is because a ghost is standing next to you, watching your every move. Have you ever seen the TV show... Being human or ghosts, they're brilliant at doing this. I remember walking around a hospital after watching Being Human and the idea running around my head that there could be this hidden world of vampires and werewolves hiding in plain sight always stuck with me. I've also been told by one friend that my novel helped them to come to terms with a loss of a family member, which I found very humbling and moving. If my novel helped someone who's lost a loved one in any small way, I'd be immensely happy.
0: So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life?
1: Readers will uncover a world where murder victims can help solve their own demise, and an entourage of ghostly characters use their unique abilities to help aid us solve a murder. There are unexplainable things that lie hidden behind the world we all know. Most of the time they're hidden out of sight, but sometimes we stumble across them in our everyday lives. I'd love people to break free of the defined edges of the world that they think they live in and go and explore the unknown. Maybe my book will make them curious. Perhaps they'll go on a ghost investigation, visit a psychic, or experience something beyond their usual realms of living.
0: So, if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why?
1: My book has been described as Agatha Christie with Ghosts, a modern-day paranormal Poirot. I love this comparison. I read a lot of Agatha Christie as a child and watched a lot of murder mysteries such as Murder, She Wrote and Columbo. So I guess Agatha Christie, but it's set in the modern world and has a paranormal twist to it. There's no Captain Hastings to help Ada solve the crime. Instead, she has a crew of ghostly housemates. The ghosts help Ada to solve the crime and she can channel their skills to help her out of some sticky situations. I mostly read factual books myself, especially history books, but I've been told my novel has similarities to Ben Aranovich's River of London series and Sarah Painter Crowe's Investigation book series. I'm hoping to find time this winter to read through some of them myself.
0: So what was the inspiration for your story?
1: I was partly inspired by my friend Helen J.R. Bruce to write a novel. She'd published her own, and I thought if she can do it, I can. I sat down during the first lockdown and thought, I'm going to do this. And the idea for a psychic who can solve crimes by channeling the abilities ghosts had accrued during their life's experiences just popped into my mind. I thought, wouldn't that be amazing? It'd be almost like having superpowers. If a ghost knew how to pick a lock, Ada could pick a lock. If they could ride a motorbike, Ada could too, with their help. I was also inspired by several real ghostly experiences that I've had during my life that stuck with me. My first ghostly experience happened when I was 19 and had just moved out of home. I didn't believe in ghosts at the time. My experiences have made me question whether there is a life after death, and I think that there is. These experiences heavily influenced my writing.
0: So where are your books set?
1: They're set in the fictional town of Sudfield in Suffolk, but it's based loosely on the real town of Sudbury and other places in the area where I live. I live on the Essex-Suffolk border. It's a beautiful part of England full of past colored timber frame thatched cottages. I fell in love with the area when I was attending a medieval reenactment event at Headingham Castle. When I met my husband, we moved here. It's very overlooked as a holiday destination, and I'm not sure why. It's not too far from London, but far enough away to feel very different. Some of the buildings, such as the library in my story, are inspired by real places, and the police station where Detective David Matlock lives, too.
0: So which of these characters do you relate to the most, and why?
1: This will probably sound odd, not picking my main character, but it's Dennis the Poltergeist. He's one of the ghosts that lives with Ada, and he was based on a real poltergeist that I shared my first flat with. We used to laugh at it to begin with, perhaps because we were nervous, but I soon found myself coming to terms with it. I acknowledged it existed, and it was a lot better after that, and allowed me to get on with my life. I had a feeling that he just wanted me to say, yes, you're real, I know you're there. Nobody can say for sure whether ghosts exist or not, but my own feeling was that there was an intelligence there communicating with me. It was important to me, therefore, to include him as a character in my book. I even gave him an acknowledgement at the back of my book.
0: So how do you come up with the character names for your books?
1: I have various methods. Sometimes a name will just appear. Originally, Ada was going to be Ada Bucket, but I mistyped it one day, and my husband said he much preferred Ada Baker, so the name stuck. David Matlock, the detective, was inspired by a vintage ceramic jar of marmalade that was sitting on my desk. For some reason, I just couldn't think of a name that sounded right, I looked across at the jar, and it said it had been made in Matlock, a town in Derbyshire. I thought that it had the right feel for a detective. It sounded like a strong and serious name to match his personality. I also collect names that I like, and I keep a note of interesting sounding names, such as Mrs. Dorothea Entwistle. When I was producing the packages for my ARC readers, I decided I was going to buy a typewriter so that I could type a letter from Dennis the Poltergeist. I was thrilled to find a piece of headed paper inside from the previous owner, a -A D.A. Entwistle. It felt like fate had intervened.
0: So who produced the artwork for your book?
1: I struck gold when I found Has John Art. Has was a friend of mine who I'd been following on Instagram for some time. I knew I needed an eye-catching cover to draw people in. Her art had the right mysterious quality that I was looking for. I gave her very few details, all I said was that it had to feature the colour red because murder mystery book covers often do, I suppose to represent blood. It also had to shout ghosts in one glance. She read my novel and came up with a great sketch. She works in a limited colour palette which makes her work very striking. It was all digitally produced. I couldn't have been happier with the result. It's the first book cover she's ever made. She also produces humorous modern videos about myths and legends on her YouTube channel, which are well worth a look. Just search for Has John Art. She was amazingly creative and professional. I highly recommend her.
0: So did your environment or upbringing, perhaps, play any major role in your writing?
1: I was lucky to grow up in a house full of books. My parents were bibliophiles. The only room in the house that didn't have books in was the bathroom. They also brought me a lot of books on all sorts of subjects, factual books and fiction. My mum used to read to me a lot and I loved Enid Blyton books. Every evening would be off on an adventure with The Famous Five or The Secret Seven. I guess perhaps that's why I love mysteries. George from The Famous Five was my favourite character because she broke the mould and she was a bit of a tomboy. Mum also read a lot of poetry to me and I still have an illustrated poetry book by Hilda Boswell, which I treasure. I think my mum also brought me my first book of ghost stories. As I got older, I read some of their books. I can recall being amazed by the writing of Ray Bradbury. I guess, without that book loving environment, I might never have been an author.
0: So what can you tell us about this genre and why you decided to write in this genre?
1: I write paranormal murder mysteries. A lot of people dub it a cozy mystery, but it has a darker underbelly than most cozy mysteries. Fans of dark academia seem to like my writing. I have a background of history and people that know me are surprised that I didn't write a historical novel, but I find it can be very restrictive of my creative thinking. I already have to do a lot of historical research for my job and I wanted something that was complete escapism from my work. I've always loved ghost stories and my own true life experiences with them has led to a lifelong fascination with the subject. In fact, it's fair to say it's an obsession of mine. Writing a paranormal crime novel allows me to set it in a world I know. I don't have to create an entire world as you would for a fantasy novel, and I can use my historical knowledge to bring in ghostly characters from the past. It seems like a perfect fusion of my passions.
0: So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your work?
1: Oh, the whole thing has been a tremendous learning curve. I learn new things every day, which is rewarding. But I think the biggest reward has been reading what other people think of my novel, particularly strangers with no obligation to say anything nice. If your mum loves your book, that's great. But there's always that nagging thought at the back of your mind that they're just saying it to be nice. When someone you don't know says something lovely or really seems to understand what you've written, it's an amazing feeling. I've been overjoyed with the comparisons to Agatha Christie and the Ghosts TV show. What's come over from all the reviews is how much people love the ghosts in my story. Your characters almost become like little children. You worry about sending them out into the world in case people are mean about them. It's so gratifying to see so many people like them. One reviewer even said he'd be happy just to read about the ghostly characters themselves. I was jumping up and down with excitement when I read that.
0: So how would you describe your writing style?
1: In this novel, I've kept it quite simple. I didn't want it to be overly wordy or descriptive. I wanted a book that most people could pick up and not struggle with, so that there was nothing to distract from the story. I love words, but it can really throw you out of a story if it feels like the author has swallowed a dictionary. My husband was reading a history book once, and it was full of phrases like the lumpen proletariat. You could only read a few pages a night because you had to keep stopping to look in the dictionary. My other unpublished novel, The Invisible King, is a love affair with words and descriptions. I, mean, I love Elizabeth Gaskill because she uses beautiful descriptions. So instead of saying an old tapestry, she would write a tapestry weaved by fingers that had long since turned to dust. I love that description, but I think some people would find it overwordy.
0: So in your opinion, who should buy your book?
1: I think anyone who likes a, a murder mystery but who's looking for an unusual twist to the tale. If you like fantasy-style books set in the real world, such as urban fantasy or magical realism, I think it might be appealing to you. It's very much a hidden world within the world we all know. Think of Ben Aranovich's River of London's books or Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. He life with the ghosts. It seems quite dull at first, but she's drawn into investigating Mary's murder, and then things take a much darker turn. I guess that's why it's appealed to fans of dark academia. I've always been fascinated by that thought of darkness hiding beneath a veneer of pleasantness.
0: Do you have a website?
1: Yes, it's www.karenhamilton-vile.co.uk. I have a blog on there. I write about other authors, paranormal subjects, and anything that comes to mind. I love blogging. It's a great way to get into writing, and I really recommend it to any new writers out there. I've interviewed psychic, shamanic practitioners, crystal healers, and chatted with people about their ghostly experiences, and even had a few of my own, I'm really trying to enter the world that Ada inhabits.
0: Hey, could you spell your name for us, please?
1: It's Karen, K-A-R-E-N, Hamilton, H-A-M-I-L-T-O-N, and then hyphen or dash vial
0: Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Karen Hamilton-Vile, and she is the author of The Curious Life of Ada Baker. Karen, thanks very much for being with us today.
1: Thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to chat about my novel to your listeners. I hope that this interview has piqued their interest and that they want to learn more about Ada and her ghostly adventures.
0: This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.